was hell. Where the sinners' poor souls go. Mary showed the children a vision of the greatest gift we all have, our free will. God sets before us life and death, good and evil. We are given what we choose. She showed the children what happens to souls who choose evil. She warned of a more devastating war. She showed an angel with a flaming sword about to strike the earth. But she also gave the remedy to avoid this. Stop offending God. Live his commandments. It's truth, hope, and a look at life you won't get anywhere else. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Uh, that was uh, a powerful audio. It really was. That uh, was from a new film that's coming out. And it will be extremely well done. It's a film on the events of Fatima. And I love the way God works. Just as a side note here, you know, you can do a quick search for uh, Fatima the movie and you can learn all about this. In fact, I think it's due out in August. So we're about a month away. As we get closer, I'll have the producers and other people on. We can talk about it in greater detail. I'll make sure you know when it's going to air and how to get more info. Uh, but I would encourage you to see it. I, 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 my, my spiritual sense, my personal sense is that God sent Our Lady for a particular reason in 1917 to those children. And it wasn't just to foretell of war, persecution, and the horrors of the 20th century, but to give us a peace plan, to give us a solution to the problems that threaten the world. We just got done talking about Vladimir Putin, right? Uh, the kids, when, when the Virgin appeared to them in Fatima, they didn't know who Russia was. When they heard the word Russia, they thought it was, they thought it was some, some lady's horse. I mean, they, they didn't know, they didn't know what it was. What's, who's Russia? What's Russia? Who's Russia? Uh, but we know the horrors of atheistic communism. We knew the threat that it meant to the, the whole world, uh, during the Cold War. And so many of you perhaps have lived through that or grew up in those particular times. And it was the rosary. It was this call for, for reparation and penance uh, that really, I think, brought about the fall of the Iron Curtain. It was consecration, above all, to the Mother of God that brought that down. And uh, I just, I think the Fatima message, and that's why I'm doing a 13-part series on it, we're in the middle of it right now, is so critical to the problems we have today, whether it is the chaos with the plagues or the looting and rioting you saw in your streets, whether it's to threats from international entities like China, or or now, you know, Russia. Um, eh, who knows what else is going to loom in the future, what terrorist acts, what other types of threats might face us in the days ahead. I don't think it's going to end. I think things, I think these types of events are going to ratchet up unless we return to God. The Lord told St. Faustina, the world will have no peace until it turns with trust to my mercy. And I, I, I just, I really do believe that. And I love the apparition of Fatima because not only did it talk about consecration, not only did it prophesy the future, but it gave us a glimpse of why we are here on this earth. And that glimpse was that we are on a, a journey towards our eternal home, that yes, there is a new reality, that life is fleeting, it's passing, it's like, it's like a, your life is like a leaf. You know, you're, you live for a season, and then you fall and, and, and you wither, but a new reality awaits you. You know, and if you live your life according to God and his principles and his teachings, if you love as he calls us to love, there is a beautiful reality that awaits you, a beautiful existence that never will end, a joy, a love, a peace that we can't even comprehend. St. Paul tells us no eye has seen, no, no ear has heard the beauty that awaits us. And we, we do not know if you achieve heaven, however, 
and this is something people do not want to believe, they do not want to, to accept, there is another reality. And it's one that you could or your loved one could end up in. And you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about the reality of hell. And today I thought I'd talk about that. David Carollo is going to be joining me here in a moment. And we'll get his take because of all the apparitions. This is one of the most famous revelations of hell. A group of young children on this day, on July 13th, they were given an ability to, to witness the, 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 the eternal suffering, the pain, the torment of hell. They weren't alone. I mean, if you go to scriptures, Christ spoke of hell. He spoke of Gehenna. I mean, Christ himself said it existed. We know that, right? And many of the great saints, St. Saint John Bosco, uh, St. Faustina, St. Catherine of Siena, so many have taken these mystical journeys. They have traveled to hell. But I have all, all this, of all the experiences, I think the Fatima experience is one of the most one of the most telling and it is a uh, it's a harrowing experience that they had uh, took place on july 13th i believe it was 1917 and these three little children uh, after the vision of hell uh, amended their life and i'm here today with david carollo uh, he is the executive director of the world apostle of fatima at bluearmy.com you can learn more about what they do there um, to share a little bit uh, about this incredible vision, what they saw, and what Our Lady said, and also what the children did after they saw this. And this should be a wake-up call for you and for me. David, thank you for joining me. Good afternoon. Yeah, good to be here, Drew. How are you today? <laughs> I am well. I really am. I, I, you know, So often we think God is a God of mercy. He told St. Faustine, he says, before I come as a just judge, I first come as a merciful Savior. But he went on to say, woe to those of you who do not recognize this time of my, my visitation. God is also a God of justice, and that is manifested uh, in the reality of hell. And we were given this glimpse of it, and these young children saw this. Bring us back in time. Um, what did the children see? What led up to this? What did the version say? Yeah, you know, Drew, it, it, it's interesting because the, the apparitions of Fatima, of course, we, we look at the three apparitions in 1916 and the apparition of the angel where they were given this, this, these directives towards holiness and didn't really know why. And then, of course, Our Lady appeared in May and she was a kind mother, but kind of stern. And in June, continue your prayer life. But it was in July where, where they were really given their mission. It was the July apparition of Fatima where when, when, when they were shown the vision of hell, okay, you know, uh, now they really saw what their mission was. They knew they had a mission. They knew something was going to be coming. But, you know, now they knew that they, they came to understand more fully the reality that, that, that actions have consequences and eternal consequences. And they now understood that what they would bring to the world is that urgent need to repent and to repair the damage that sin has caused. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about what they saw. I know Our Lady appeared to the three children, and she opened her hands, as she had done in the two previous uh, months in those apparitions. And again, this radiant light streamed from her hands, and that light seemed to penetrate the earth. And the children saw... What they described as a great sea of fire. What, what, what did they experience, David? What did they actually see? They, they, they saw the sea of fire, and they saw the, 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 
the agony of people that were there. And I think, of course, the, the, the actual physical pains of hell, I guess, are I mean, probably what we always associate with the fires of hell. That's how we, just, we talk about it. But I think that these fires of hell are something that are beyond anything we could truly understand. Anybody who's been burned understands the danger and the pain in that type of oh, thing. Yeah. But this was an, this is an unending thing, and the tormenting, the tormenting of, of the demons, of the damned souls, and and it was it, it's and, and and it was the despair, the despair of knowing that this would never end. See, this is what what really uh, affected the children in a way that's almost hard to imagine. That they and and, and in their limit, they're, they're children. I mean, and they, they, they're they're understanding this. And I think when people say, you know, well, I don't want to bring that too much to the kids because God, it could scare them up. You know, maybe it's good to scare them a little bit. I mean, sometimes not not scare in the truest sense, but nobody seems to be scared to turn on a horror flick on TV, yeah. are they? No, <laughs> not at all. This is real. This is a real possibility, and people need to understand. It is. It's not a message of doom. It's hope. This is why Our Lady showed an alternate path, and she said, "You've seen the souls. You've seen you know people that are in hell. They're there because why? There's no one to pray and make reparation for them. Now, here's your mission." Pray, make reparation, work for the salvation of souls. That's what the Fatima message really is about. Yeah, it's a beautiful message too, and it's an important one. Yeah, I, I love this because when the when the vision was over, um, you know, the kids would do harsh penance. This is another aspect of of what we are called to do today. Not just pray. We can all sit in the comfort of our air conditioned home and, and and pray. That's important. I don't want to diminish it. But to couple that with prayer and, and with fasting, I, I was always fascinated by this, this vision, though, because, again, I mean, hell is separation from God. And, and you know, many of the saints, St. Saint Faustina saw the horrors of it, and so, so many others did as well. But they, they saw souls there. You know, these, these devils stood out, they said, like these frightful and unknown animals. So there was these, these mutations, if you will, these horrible, disgusting shapes. But they saw them almost as though they were transparent, like black holes that had become red hot. And I, I, during the vision, for, if I remember this correctly, I think Sister Lucia let out a kind of a gasp, and yeah. the kids turned to the Virgin. They were frightened and terrified. I mean, I'd be terrified if I saw hell, almost for her help. And as you point out, and this is important, you saw hell, where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish devotion to my Immaculate Heart. If what I say to you is done, many souls will be saved, and there will be peace. Let, let's let's pick up on that theme. This principle still applies today, doesn't it, David? I mean, we are in such turmoil as a culture and a society, and this is not a vision that's just a century year old and it has gone on and there's something to replace it. I think God wanted that for the third millennium. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, Drew, really, when you think we are really in unprecedented times in this country, but not in the world, okay? You know, the communist playbook, I mean, Our Lady warned of the errors of Russia. What were the errors of Russia? Atheistic communism. And what was the attack? On the, what, what was atheistic communism attacking? More than anything, it's, it's the church. It's the foundings. It's our Catholicism. It's our faith. It's, what we, it's the foundation of our society. And so, so here we are. You know, you're, the communist playbook of disruption, as was carried out in Russia and other places, you know, it's on stage here in the United States. Look at it. You know, attacks against the society. And ultimately, the church have led every Marxist revolution through history. You know, you know, many politicians, unfortunately, have kind of hitched their wagons with these revolutionaries. And it maybe shows how far down the road we've really gone. 
You know, that's why we're asking people in this time to sign on to a renewed commitment to living the promises made when joining our apostolate and similar organizations devoted to fulfilling her request in Fatima. You know, if my requests are heeded, think about that. I mean, because all this can end. It truly can. I mean, I mean, are we are we at a point where we're not going to suffer anymore? Well, no. It, 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 it's going to be painful. As Pope John Paul II said, St. Pope John Paul II said in 1976 when he was in the United States here as the Cardinal Archbishop of Krakow, what did he say? That we are now coming in a time of the, uh, of the battle between the church and the anti-church, okay? okay. Uh, you know, and that it, it is no longer possible to avoid all of these problems, but we can mitigate it. We can mitigate it by our prayers and our sacrifices. And I think that's, that, and that's what the Fatima message was 100 years ago, and it, it's what it is today, or 103 years ago, what it is today. I mean, this has not changed. We can still change things. You know, people seem to think, well, this is what was prophesied, so this has got to happen. But you only need to look beyond those, the, the, in the secrets of Fatima. The first secret, of course, the vision of hell. The second was the, was the, 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 the talk about and the prediction of the Second World War. And, of course, that famous third part of the secret of Fatima that, that, that every conspiracy theorist in the world has talked about for the last, you know, how many years. But what did it, what did it show? It showed, you know, the whole Holy Father going up a mountain, okay, and then being attacked, slain, I don't know, it doesn't quite say. Pope John Paul said, that was me, because it was after he thought that death, that he looked at it, maybe it was. Or perhaps in a more, in a, it was the church that he was looking at, and the church was being attacked, and the church was going to go down, never completely. But I think that's what we're looking at today. We're looking at that, that pain and the, the martyrs. But the biggest thing is that, is that, that, angel with the with the flaming sword ready to bring down that conflagration on the earth and our lady's hand going out and stopping it okay you know and the words penance penance and penance because penance and eucharistic reparation are the essence of the fatima message i mean we here at the at the blue army shrine here in washington right now we have a weekend of eucharistic reparation going on we started on thursday going in through sunday and and people are just and of course we're following our social distancing and everything as we have to nowadays but believe me people are coming through the day and, and, and through the night and praying for these very intentions, and I think, and I think these are the kind of things that will turn back what's happening here. I truly, yeah, yeah, I could not agree with you more. My guest today is David Crollo. If you want to join us, of course, he's executive director of the World Apostolate of Fatima. Uh, give us a quick buzz. Uh, the number here, if you want to get in, is triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. I only have probably ten more minutes. So, if you've got a question about Fatima, you want clarity, if it has touched your life, if it has transformed you, uh, pull up a chair. Anything goes. It's always good to have you. Around our virtual table here, triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Also, check out bluearmy.com if you want to learn more about uh, the message of Fatima, what Our Lady asked. In fact, maybe when we come back, uh, we can touch on some of the things that she said. I mean, penance, penance, penance. That's such an important a- a message. But she also called for us to fulfill the five first Saturday devotions. There's lots of promises associated with that, and of course, the Rosary. If you're not praying your Rosary. I strongly encourage you to do it. It will transform your life personally. It will transform your family. And it will certainly transform the world. We'll be right back. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, 
Hey, coming up in just a few minutes, we will pray the chaplet of divine mercy. It's always good to pray with you, and I am so grateful. Do me a favor, though, because you've got about 10, 15 minutes before we actually start. Would you tell one other person today about the chaplet? You know, send him a text, a tweet, an email, whatever you want to do, and say, why don't we join together and pray? And they can join us here, and together we can uh, we can petition the mercy of God. I, I'm a big believer in prayer. I was talking with uh, my guest, David Carollo, uh, the executive director of the World Apostle of Fatima, about prayer. And we were talking a little bit about um, you know the fall of the Iron Curtain. And, and David brought up a great point. And David, I, I, let's share this on the air with everyone. You know, the Iron Curtain collapsed in, in large part due to the Blue Army and all those rosaries that were marshaled. And we went against the Red Army as, you know, with, with the Blue Army of prayer, and it was victorious. But look, if you look at the 20th century and everything that happened, even after the fall of the Iron Curtain, evil did not vanish. Evil continued to persist and we are going to be in a constant battle for with evil till we draw our our last breath so you know maybe you can expand a little bit with what you were sharing with me off air with with those who are listening as well yeah drew it's true i mean we 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 have i think there are people kind of rest on their laurels at a certain point there there have been successes and thank god there have been okay i think some greater things that were predicted and warned against didn't happen thank god but do we stop? Look at the evil today that we're facing now in this country. Okay, the evil, the 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 you know, look at look at the things that we have normalized in our society today. And, you know, things that you never would have imagined. I mean, that, that, that ten twenty years ago. Well, is it is there any you know reason to believe that it's not connected? That all this violence and everything else that's hitting us, even this pandemic and all. You know, you know. See, our lady said that war is a punishment for sin, but. All kinds of disruption, all kinds of things are a result of sin. Just go back to Genesis in the Bible and, and see, you know, suppose, I mean, we, we, we look at Adam and Eve. Look at how they, what they had to do for what seems in our mind to be a small sin, right? Okay, you know, a simple act of disobedience. Well, it was more than that. And, and I think, you know, you know, we brought down the Iron Curtain, perhaps, but we didn't bring an end to evil. And I think that's really what, what we have to understand. From, you know, until the last person on earth breathes their last breath, it, the devil's going to fight for the destruction of souls, right? I mean, yeah. this, is, this is what we were taught as children in our catechism, and I have no reason to believe it's not true, especially when you look at the world and look what we're dealing with. You know? See, we have to have, we had a priest here last night giving a homily at the, at the reparation mass, and he said a great thing. He says, if you don't have you know, a spirit of martyrdom. doesn't mean you're going to be called to martyrdom necessarily, but you might. If you don't have a spirit of martyrdom, you're not going to succeed in these difficult times. So everybody has to accept that, a spirit of martyrdom in their heart, whether it be a white martyrdom, whether it be a, a, a red, bloody martyrdom. Uh, you know, the people, you know, my in-laws are from Poland. My wife's from Poland, as you know. And, and of course, you know, I, a lot of give and take with her family over the years. And, you know, and they saw the people that, that were strong in their faith, they were they were discriminated against. Those are the little things, but they, they become big, and that's the way we have to be. We have to stand up as you know. We have to fight what's coming at us now. You know, okay, sir. In in a material sense, I guess that's part of it. But we have to get past the material things and understand that at, that, that at the base of all these attacks that are coming at us right now, uh, rioting and this is our Catholic culture, our Christian culture. And this is this is really how it's happened in every country has been torn down, in, in you know during with the Marxist ideology. You know, it's there. It might be here to take the material goods from us, but primarily it's there to take away our Catholic faith. 
That's so true. And we're seeing an influence of Marxism in our own country right now. I, it's, I'm struck by those words of Our Lady, though. You know, Our Lady said war is a punishment for sin. Boy, if you look at the sin in the world today, I pray to God, Dave, uh, Dave that we are uh, that we are protected from that. And, and I know prayer and penance and reparation will certainly hold back the just hand of God. But we should remember that war is a punishment for sin. We kill children. We redefine marriage. We reject God. Uh, we are living in a very uh, a very special time, a time, as you pointed out in the very beginning, of this battle over life and over family. Sister Lucia spoke about it. Hey, the elections are coming up in, in just you know a couple months now, and a lot of organizations, of course, will kick off all these campaigns. They'll say, hey, join us for this rosary novena to, for, the, for the nation or other prayers, and they're all good. I don't want to diminish them a- at all, but um, let's talk about that as well. I mean, I think we should. But uh, as we get close to this critical uh, election, what do you suggest, what do you advise for our country? Well, I I suggest that what we do here is what we have been promoting as an apostolate forever and and other Marian organizations, okay? The first Saturday's devotion. So I'm going to say to people, why don't you, if you have not done the five first Saturdays, now I say the five. We don't really promote them as the five. We promote them as the first Saturday's devotion because we don't want you to stop at five. Amen. But again, you do offer the five based on the five things that she asked. But start here in August. And where does that bring you? August, September, October, November, and December. What does that do? That takes you past this election day because what you're doing is making a commitment to carry on no matter what happens at the end of the year, whether things work out the way you think they should or don't work out the way you think they should. We are here for the long haul. We are here to bring about the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. We'll do that by these devotions, by living the way we were asked to live. And, and we're asking people, don't target a date. Yes, yeah, certainly, I agree. The 5040 Rosie Novenas and the others, we're going to participate too because these are wonderful initiatives. But, you know, what do we do if, if you don't see it? You know, that 5040 Rosie Novena is beautiful in one way. You do 27 days of petition and 27 days of Thanksgiving, and you're giving Thanksgiving before you even know the outcome, okay, of your, of your request. Because we don't know. God sees it. Okay, even even if we have to suffer some difficult things here, and we will, and as many places have. But the point is, we want to do this. We want to take it in the spirit of reparation, and that's where we have to be. And that's really hey, Dave, I only have about a minute left. I'm curious because I, I haven't. Where are we with the movie that's coming out? I, I I know the people that were be. I knew the person who wrote it. I know one of the people who had the vision. They've been working on that thing for. A decade, practically. It's been forever, as long as I can remember. Um, what's the date of that? And, and, and I, I'm sure, I know it's going to be in August at some point in time. I guess COVID, uh, you know, depending on how COVID goes. But um, what's going on with the, the movie? I, people who well, don't know was, the Fatima message, I think this would be a great way to introduce them. Well, it's great. And they came to us to be spokesmen for it. And myself, of course, I did those promos that you've been playing and others have and on television and places. And the, uh, April, uh, April 24th was the original date. Unfortunately, they got, they got the rug pulled out from under them. Now we're looking at August for August, uh, I'm sorry, April 24th. Now it's August 14th. Again, you know, that is, the, all, everything is fluid day by day. Mm. But, you know, and it, it's sad. It is a beautiful movie. And will you watch that movie and understand everything about Fatima? No. But we ask you then to come to us and we will help you take it from there but it gives you a beautiful understanding of that story and it puts it in your heart and hopefully it's going to give people a desire to know more about it yeah i I know you eat and breathe and sleep this stuff and uh you know it intimately there's there are more people than you can count that uh 
I probably don't know anything about the, the message, and I, I just find that God, once again, is bringing this to the fore. I think the message is so important. Hey, for more information on uh, on Dave Carolla and his great organization, you can check out BlueArmy.com as well. We'll pray the chaplet when I return. <laughs> 